Up there in the sky, it's a bird, a plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One three five five, one seven one one, one fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. I'm your other host Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. I I was going to say Seven Eleven. You had to throw me a curveball there. I have to stay stylistically in line. With the way that you read those numbers. I mean, you adjusted very, very quickly. Fast, uh, yeah. Fast on your feet. I know uh, what to do. This is episode 243. We are discussing, or, or episode 243. <laughs> Jerk. We are discussing the second half of Why the Last Man, volume 6 through 10, by Brian K. Vaughn, Pia Guerra. Uh, Goran Suzuka actually does a pretty good chunk of the art in the second half as well. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Talk about the dismount, York's dismount, as it mm-hmm. would be. See how how well he did. Neither Eric or I are tipping our hands. That's true. Keeping it close to the vest here. Get a little spooky in here. Mm-hmm. I think that's. I don't know. That's a quote from Tombstone that I don't think anyone else thinks about. But I think about that quote a lot. That's a what is that a Doc Holiday? No, that's quote? the old sheriff. He says that like about the five minutes before he gets shot in the chest in the middle of the town. <laughs> <laughs> the dude who looks like he belongs in a western from like 1956. He's yeah, like, I'm just I an old sheriff. Anyone, I don't think anyone thinks about that guy ever. I know, I and I do. I think about his. It's getting a little spooky in here. He t- says that to uh to to Wyatt at the poker table. Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, we'll talk about why later on. In my but, but, but we're talking about <laughs> tombstone we're talking about westerns right fuck now. Uh, tombstone. We're only talking about nineties westerns. Thank you very much. We're going to talk about Tombstone yep. and Unforgiven and uh, the terrible. Did you know that there was a another Wyatt Earp movie that came out like the same time as Tombstone? That things they always like. It was I can't remember if it was you I was talking to or another one of my friends or maybe I was even talking to my brother on the phone about it. But like, there's just massive espionage and studios and execs and people that are producing movies. They try and shit on other people's stuff and create a movie and try and rush it out like before to try and scoop them. I mean, at the at the end of the day, L.A. is kind of a small town, and like they they have their own zeitgeist, and shit comes in pairs that way. Did we really need two magician movies at the same time, or two fucking animated movies about bugs at the same time? I really don't think so. I will say that the Prestige. I love the Prestige. It's one of my favorite movies. The Illusion is, is okay. You you you, you were the you were the person who showed it to me. The, the prestige, many, many years ago. Prestige is great. Illusionist is all right. I think Illusionist justifies itself. Ants yeah. is miserable. I have no idea Ant, why. The, no, what, Ants, was, Ants was literally made like by fired Disney execs 
that went to DreamWorks and or founded DreamWorks. I forget which one, but they were basically like, oh, they're making this bug movie. We're about ants called A Bug's Life. We're going to fucking make our own movie called Ants, and we're going to get a bunch of uh, celebrities it's... like 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 Woody fucking Allen Woody to be Allen. in a kid's movie. Woody Allen? I think James, yeah, Woody Allen. I think James, Woody Allen. James Woods is also in that movie. Wow, this is just full of great people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What the fuck are we talking about? Let's talk about comic books. This is, this is a lot of dicking around. I, <laughs> I apologize. Let's see. I, I hope at least some of that information was interesting. <laughs> now let's talk about comics. Let's talk about comics. We can move on to our first segment. It's time for Floppies for Nightly. Floppies for Nightly is where Eric and I will read a selection of the best couple weeks folks tell you to buy or do not buy them with a mush meter goes from one to five. Our first book is Absolute Carnage. Number one. <laughs> why are you laughing? I just read the title. Because it's such a dumb title is why. Okay. Written by Donny Cates, pencils Ryan Stegman, inks J.P. Mayer, colors Frank Martin, letters Clayton Cowles. Everything about Cletus motherfucking Cassidy is the dumbest thing that's ever happened. I mean... <laughs> this is not a bad comic, because I like Donny Cates, but everything about carnage is the stupidest thing that's ever happened to me i mean i don't think this book is at any point ignoring how dumb he 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 leans into it like i think that i kind of wish that like there was other ways to convey tone in comic books like this is this is borderlining on like like, I think the satirical and the comedy sort of aspect of this, like, this is, I'm trying to think of a movie that you could compare this to, something that's like, I don't know, almost like Dead Alive or Starship, something. I would say Starship Troopers. That's probably, that's probably accurate, but I haven't seen Starship Troopers since I was, like, a fucking teenager or it something. Is, it makes... It's a way better movie when you realize that Paul Verhoeven literally... He yep. casts terrible actors on purpose. Yes. I, I, I listen to your podcast about Predator. <laughs> yes, it's really... I love Starship Troopers. It's really... It's, I, a, I, it's I, so I, stupid. And you, love a, you love a lot of bad movies. You I watch do. a lot fewer of them now. I do. But certainly when I first met you, you... I mean, basically... Basically, the way you were with Tremors... <laughs> <laughs> but but with like forty movies I had never heard of. <laughs> Tremors is great. I Tremors is great, Eric. I, I think maybe if you walk that back a lot. No, I think Tremors, Tremors is, great. is fine. Tremors is a a, a a well. It's well written. It's well constructed. It's very. It's it's. I can't disagree with that. I still didn't really like it that much. It was fine. It's great. Uh, Absolute Carnage. We are both. I think we are both team. Team Flash, Agent Venom, okay. Flash Thompson. I think both yeah. of us are in that camp. I think Donnie has done a lot of work to make me like Brock more than I did. <laughs> which was, I, I, was, was I mean, I, I, I have always liked Brock Venom. I mean, I started reading comics seriously in, in that, I mean, whatever, seriously, I was a friggin' kid. But, like, that era of like Eric Larson and like friggin' Todd McFarlane and mm -hmm. and like Lethal Protector and Yeah, early early Venom stuff. Mm -hmm. 
or even like you know a little a couple of venom storylines in maybe but like that was that was like i have very fond memories of it um and i've always liked symbiote stuff and i've always liked daddy I've, but i mean I've, i to be i mean it we were coming out of a lot of dumb ass um a lot of really dumb ass comics a lot of really bad stuff you know 90s dumb like grim dark dumb shit um and venom was kind of the poster boy for it and i mean like cullen bunn was telling really good stories with flash mm-hmm. you know it made Fl- it made flash a really interesting character he had something to say with the story it was just good and yeah i missed those books but i i you know I still like Eddie a lot. I've always, I, I think I've liked Venom. I didn't like Eddie. Or I thought I yeah. was, I was kind of lukewarm towards Eddie himself. I thought Venom was awesome. Yes. Yeah, so the symbiote stuff. Yes. I love the symbiote stuff. You know, I am that we are, I think that both the same, like, Hey, the symbiote is just a cool thing and it doesn't matter. Like however many times you want to split it off and do whatever. Donnie is kind of doing a, he's kind of right. I don't know about retconning. I guess there is some retcon in there, but yeah. you know, adding adding more like details and nuance to what the symbiote is and how it works, and I find that all really neat. I, but I like Eddie a lot more now after reading some of, of, of because of the 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 main Venom book that Donnie's writing and this book itself. Uh, I think Stegman's art is great in this book. It's absolutely beautiful and grotesque at times, which is also what I really mm-hmm. kind of want out of a, you know, it's a carnage story. It's got a, it should be grotesque. I think that's the, you know, the old maximum carnage book was never violent enough for my tastes for like a book that's about a serial killer. Wouldn't it be disgusting? <laughs> like I, he's a, he's a terrible monster. He kills people. It's just, it was all kind of bloodless. This is not bloodless at all. Um, It's really well paced. It has everything you want in it. I think in a, like a big, a big bombastic carnage story. Uh, I don't know. It's it's not. I don't know. It's a. It's it has Spider Man and it has Eddie Brock and they're fighting a weird god carnage, and th- the symbiote, the Venom symbiote, is like has character now. It is mm-hmm. like it. There's moment like where and it, it you know the way it's drawn. It's just like it evokes like a sad feeling and it, like it 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 made me go oh and i've never felt that way really about the symbiote before and i think that's it that's something right there i can't remember having ever read a comic where it had lines yes i mean i i've read those but it's more like it was always for a long time i mean that's changed even in the flash days it changed somewhat yeah. but it was more of like it just kind of simple and predatory not necessarily like I remember in Warren Ellis's Thunderbolts comic during after Civil War, where it was Mac Gargan who became a cannibal, uh, the Venom symbiote. He would eat people with when he was Venom, like literally bite their heads off or whatever. And it was more like, I need to eat ah, rah, 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 kind of monstrous kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is much more um, sympathetic. Uh, but I think it, it, it the writing is good, but you know, it's. Donny Cates is a great writer, and Stegman's art is perfect for this. I'm a buy. I do like it. 
So, yes. <laughs> it's a double buy on Absolute mm-hmm. Carnage. Absolute Carnage! Number one. Our next book, our next book, suh, plural. We're gonna, we're gonna patch, we're gonna combine these two because it'd be dumb not to. Um, is no one left to fight? Number one and two, written by Aubrey Citizen, art by Fico Osio, and letters Taylor Esposito. We had recently read the comic book story of professional wrestling, also written by Mister Citizen. This is his new book, which is like if what happens when all the Dragon Ball Z guys retire. <laughs> I here, Eric. I'm not. I again. I I'm not. I you've watched a lot of Dragon Ball. Uh, well, you're gonna even hear me talk about one of the video games. But yes, I I I I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, I in the fucking like 90s, I somehow got a bunch of fan sub tapes of Dragon Ball off the internet. I don't even remember who I bought them from, but I had all the Dragon Ball movies fan subbed in the late 90s maybe 2000 the year 2000 at the latest but that that's the kind of dragon ball person that i am so i i'm i've i've read we read uh, a little bit of the original dragon ball manga long mm-hmm. ago and i like mm-hmm. that that was good my that's my most of my experience with dragon ball other than bits and pieces of you know vaguely uh, like a osmosis of things like i've just absorbed um but this, as an idea, is something that's way more interesting to me than any of the actual Dragon Ball Z or whatever. I mean, Dr- Dragon Ball is Dragon Ball is what it is, you right. know. Like, like, I mean, it's it's like fucking New Japan. It's like they're not going to introduce a different thing two guys are going to get in a ring and beat the crap out of each other Mm -hmm. and then then someone's going to put an ice pack on one of them and the other (laughs) one's going to say some shit on the microphone like dragon ball is exactly that it's the fucking (laughs) it's like i want them to introduce new storylines into fucking uh dragon ball and they they're they're not gonna do it they very rarely do any kind of deviation it's always the guy coming in and you know, hitting his moves and then he just <laughs> he leaves, you know? Yes. <laughs> and it's it's the same shit over and over. Um, what do you think about I, this? I, uh, what I, do you feel about these comic books? I'm really curious as the, as the Dragon Ball quote-unquote fan. I, I had a fun time reading them. I think the comparison to um, Dragon Ball is very apt because, like, certainly looking at Blue Hair Guy... I like him a lot better when I'm like, okay, he's Vegeta. Like you, like clearly that, like you know, he's like this. The, the one guy's like the simple happy guy, and the other guy is the dude who's not quite as good, and he's mad all the time. So he's, it's Goku and Vegeta for sure. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of there's a whole stew of like Street Fighter and Final Fantasy mm-hmm. kind of like flavor in this. Um and I like all of that. I, I like the characters that they're introducing. I feel like it's it's walking the line between doing the right amount of stuff and maybe doing a little too little. You know, like I kind of feel like I don't know. It's it's a lot of tone setting and character work, and it does all that stuff really well. 
uh, like I have a good time being in this world and seeing what I do see. I just kind of wished that at the end of the first issue, we were at the end of the second one. Yes. But that's minor. Um, it's still, I think, very fun, very charming. Um, and I, 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 in general, really like what they're going for here. It's, um, I am horrified that that squid jumps on that dude's face, though. I don't, I'm, I'm not here for that. No, you should not. You should not keep squids as pets. Squids are monsters. <laughs> um, That's why we they eat are, them. They are, huh? That's why we eat them. Yes, I will. I, I will eat a monster. Well, absolutely. I will, I will. I will eat alligators and squids. I will eat the shit out of them. I mean, so we eat chicken too. I mean, chickens and, and their are eggs. like they, they're they are they are like monsters that evolved into little. They're little, little monsters. Little. They're little. They're little shitty monsters, kinda. If you, I, I feel like if you took a child and mm-hmm. and took uh, removed any access to the information of what a chicken is for their like first four or five years of life, so you waited until they are, you know, they had a, they sort of have a brain, you know, wait until they're five or six years old when they can talk and reason a little bit, and then suddenly you present them with the picture of what a chicken is in front of them, or even show and just have a chicken, a live animal, and just put it in front of them. They'd be horrified. They're monsters. I think in, they're far scarier and weirder birds than chickens. I mean, yes. There's a lot of kinds of weird birds. I mean, I'm going to say most birds. Kind of weird. Kind of weird looking. There's some like pretty the, birds. The one, I mean, you're not you're not wrong, but they're just... I don't know. Hey, you know what? Fucking, like, squids have beaks. They do! Oh like, my fucking, god! Like, like fucking birds we found it found the connection i i I agree with you i think that that is my one complaint i would say is that it just feels a little light this comic book aside (laughs) from the chickens and the beaks and the squid (laughs) i think this comic book it feels a little light i think part of it is just like the art is very big and then like i feel like that is a, a, a big selling point of the book itself is the fact that like it's like big set piece art stuff going on you know, like the the fight at the end of the first issue, it feels like very much like a, a Dragon Ball fight where people are just posing and balls of energy are forming. And, you know, you want to set that tone. You want to establish that. I kind of don't. I hope there's never a Dragon Ball fight in this comic book. I am. I'm almost guaranteed there will be. Oh, I there's going to be a shitload of them. I just, I kind of just selfishly, I want... Suck, suck it up, Buttercup. It's gonna be great. I know. I just kind of want it to always just get to almost, and then never happens. And they just, all all they do is just talk about their problems. And there's no fighting. <laughs> but I really like all these, all these... You, you, you want, you want emotionally scarred Dragon Ball. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. Oh, almighty. I want, uh, like, Logan was the serious end of the road wolverine movie i just want mm-hmm. goku and uh, you know <laughs> i want him to be like i mean that's i can't not, fight anymore that's not, a, that's not a bad pitch i don't hate that yeah and i mean I, that's sort of what this is to a certain extent you know we have the the veil character he is he's has he's been traumatized a little bit it seems like he's still reliving stuff well everyone else is just like busy with like hey we're all back together and the i mean is it is it are is it veil i thought it was i was reading vale. it as vale. i have no idea i don't know how to talk. i i don't either that's the problem with comic books is no one's reading it to me i don't know how they're saying no it. i maybe I mean, it might be vale 
you can you need to pay you need to pay a person to have your wife read you comic books she would not be really there is no way she would do that (laughs) (laughs) fucking get divorced i swear to god uh i'm a i'm a i minor nitpicking i think i i'm a bot yeah i like this book i i'm i am very fond of both of them i think they're they're very pretty um they're uh they're 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 good reads i i i had a a good time with them and i definitely can recommend them that's a double buy no one left to fight numbers one and two next up is test number two written by christopher sabella art jen hickman colors harry saxon letters hassan atzman el how we're coming back to test Eric. that first issue was really weird i figured let's let's see what's going on with issue number two this one is fucking even weirder and i didn't think that was i I was expecting more clarity in this and i see now that i am a fucking idiot for thinking (laughs) i would i would i would get some shit explained to me this this fucking shit makes like i i like i i read this and what what else what else did we read this time whatever one of the one the of the x-men books the x-men books yes oh god yeah it was one of, it was it was uh powers, powers. Of X. yeah powers like that in particular <laughs> like i just feel like am i am i goddamn illiterate what's going on now like this fucking shit th- like i this is goddamn crazy i don't know what in the hell's going on i will i will like, say i'm gonna def- i'm gonna t- <laughs> we'll talk more about powers at least power powers has those like just explain info dump pages mm-hmm. of just like explaining things a little like very sci almost scientifically uh Ugh. this book <laughs> that's none of that this has <laughs> it, it 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 drifts like a like a like a fucking weird dream it I don't know. I might be off, Eric. I might be jumping off of this 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 car. I don't know I, if I can do this. I I I wouldn't blame you. I I'm still intrigued, but like I, this issue almost makes me mad. I'm just like, what in the what in the goddamn hell is this? And the that first issue is confusing but it feels very much like you're oh it's just because you're getting thrown into the cold into the pool mm-hmm. it's cold the cold water the deep end and you're like okay I, as soon as i get my my <laughs> bearings and figure out who's what who's the, who's our protagonist our antagonist who who what does everyone want what do character motivations etc etc you I'll, know what it reminds me a lot of um there's a book that you really liked i think it's called shipwreck Oh yes, the Warren Ellis book, which also is insane. Yeah. Um, also very dreamlike. Finish it? Oh no, actually, I, I did not. I or maybe I did, and then I've forgotten about it. I, I think I want to say that I a lot like this that you get to the end of it, and you're like, I have, I have put no new information in my brain. I don't know what the fuck I just read, and. And, like, I, I don't know, I think. Like, There's, well, maybe, I think what the problem is, Eric, that we both got chemical NDAs injected into us as soon as we started reading this comic book. Yeah, and the yet, NDA means no, dumbass. <laughs> I, this book feels like Welcome to Night Vale to me. Yeah, kind of. I get that. There's, get there's, that. there's that small town weirdness that mm-hmm. it is, none of it's ever explained, it's just spoken as of fact. And yeah. a, like of the record, and you're supposed to piece it all together. And um, you're not supposed to look at the dog park. Don't, don't look at the. Don't go to the dog park. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I I tired of Night Vale after a while. Uh, no matter it, how well, how competently it was put together. You know, uh, you know who hasn't? Who? Hundreds of thousands of motherfuckers. That's, yes, the, all those people. Yes, that's that's very true. Many, 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 many people still love Nightville. I know. Uh, uh, and I just am. I might. I think like this is like it's so. It clearly is. It. It. I think it is like cohesive in its insanity. Like it doesn't break. You know, like the 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 those the Hickman X Men books so far, they have those info dumps in the middle. They have those just like explanations of history, and like there is no break from this gimmick. There is no there is no pause in the dream, and or nightmare, or maybe for whatever. I mean, there's people getting bitten in this. So I would call it a nightmare at times. Before what is why is this big brock samson looking dude have weird arms eric I'm trying to get back to to i want to find what is what's weird oh oh because he's got wiggly doodad arms yeah what's going on i don't know i don't know what's happening and after a certain point if i still don't know what's happening i don't i don't like that i don't like that and i'm not mm-hmm. gonna buy the. i'm not gonna say i i think it's it's good question mark i I don't know i think Uh, like a lot of people you know when when writers and i and i i i I like christopher sabella quite a lot um but i think a lot of people when a lot of people read something that's confusing they assume that it's really smart and deep right and you and i assume that this narrative is a fucking mess (laughs) yes um and i think that with this book we can assume this narrative is a mess on purpose mm-hmm. um and i can tell you a thing that is i think not a thing that i do not like reading in a month to month format is the the this narrative is a mess book yeah shipwreck is kind of that although i think it is it is more cohesive it's just really weird and throws a lot of weird shit at you Mm -hmm. um this is almost like told from an unreliable narrator perspective because we are from is it it aleph aleph yeah 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 um they don't they don't know they, I think they themselves, which I think also the gender neutral thing is pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But like, there's a lot like that. There is a lot of very unique things happening in this book that I'm curious about, but I also don't know who, who is what. I don't know, like, th- yeah, they, Aleph knows these security officers, right? And, and Motivations aren't clear. There's a lot of things being slung at us at once. like there's it's really really tough to see a through line you get us i mean you know it's the 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 character is a genderless gray mound robot person that is like full of drugs and you like it, it you get the sense of that from reading this like you absolutely feel that like i i i don't know i don't doubt that the mess that this is is on purpose but for me personally, it is a challenge to read that kind of thing. Yes, because you don't know what's going on, and that's mm-hmm. important. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, competent, <laughs> you know, stylistic choices are, have to be weighed against coherence and clarity. Uh, you, no, I mean, I guess that that's true. Like, I, I do think that there is something to be said. Like, there's plenty of these dreamlike comics. Not even enjoyed a lot of them. I mean, fuck, I like. I, I, despite myself, I like Mad Woman of the Sacred Heart. I like, um, you know, the Meta Barons is, is that dreamlike, stupid, senseless narrative. But I think both of those have relatively clear through lines to where this is, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stuff being thrown at you really quickly. And it, it is hard to dig the important things out of here. I, I, I don't think that this is a book to read um issue to issue issue to issue yeah Trade. this is the kind of thing that you're gonna need at least four or five issues and a collection to really understand what in the shit is happening and i i am more frustrated than anything with this book okay even though i i i do think that there's value to it yeah i'm i i think i I th I think I agree with you. I think yeah. reading this in trade will be interesting because I'm curious about what's going on. I want to know more about the world and stuff, but I also don't yeah. know what's happening. But yes. I will say that I am – to reflect that, I will say I'm a buy with a mush meter of four. You know what? I feel like that's a good number. You're a smart person. I'll, I will I will be your second on that. You'll, you'll be my man in the corner. <laughs> Sure. Until you turn on me. Yeah, I'll, I'll hit I'll me in the back your, of the head uh, with a chair. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll kick you through a barber shop window. <laughs> yes, exactly. Did <laughs> you stop? That is a oh. double buy on test number two with a mush meter of four. Our next book up is Powers of X number one, written by Jonathan Hickman, Art R.B. Silva, inks R.B. Silva, and. Adriano Di Benedetto, colors Marta Gracia, letters Clayton Cowles, design Tom Mueller or Muller, one of the two. This is the the of the two books of House of X and Powers of X. This is the second, uh, the alternating alternating time alternating week release. Um, this is the past, present, and future of the X Men, and I've. I read this. I've read this book immediately when it was released because I was excited. Mm -hmm. And then after I finished it, I read it again because I didn't know mm -hmm. what happened. Yeah. And then I also read it just now before we started recording again because I just. So what, where where are you at then? I mean, I understand vaguely. I understand. I think as much as a average person reading this book can understand. I think there's obviously things in here that we're not supposed to understand yet, mm -hmm. or at least understand only at a very surface level, and that is some of the stuff's going to be revealed as we go. And we're about to talk about Power House of X two next, which changes a lot of things about the X Men. Um, but this is of like this this these two books are being compared to you know the Fantastic Four and FF books that mm -hmm. ran at the same time and this is definitely the ff of those of those of the two the one that is not not as narrative narratively linear the one that jumps back and forth the one that has unfamiliar characters in it i i am so fascinated 
I I am so interested what all this means. I I it's this is the weird science fiction part of this. Like there's a lot of weird science fiction stuff going on in these books, but this is especially the future stuff, the year 100 stuff, and then the year 1000 stuff. Um the powers of 10, powers of X. Um I I I don't understand. I don't. I think yeah. There's some of this I don't understand, or I don't understand the full implications of it. I don't care because I'm so excited about this. Uh, I <laughs> I really like this book. I like. I want to know what all this means. I'm really interested this to see how it goes. I want to know who is that plant man? Who is that? I want to know is that Krakoa itself? I don't know. Uh, but you know, there's the. The uh, like there's the Shiar is like hosting all of the mutants except for like eight now uh, that are still in on Earth. Um, I don't know. I think it looks great. The art is wonderful. Mm. Um, I'm a buy. I I I think you have to kind of be all in in it in this. Like, there's no you can't read like this casually. This is definitely not. A casual book. This is a th- this this book is this is this is like three a.m. doing a line of coke on a co- off a hooker's it is, ass. It is that it's that Charlie Day picture of him connecting strings. Yeah. Oh, that, that's 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 Hickman's mo for yes, sure. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm not as excited about this. This is fine. I think um, I, I almost don't want to talk about this without talking about House of X. Um, yeah, okay, which I well, enjoy. I enjoy considerably more. Well, let's okay. Well, let's do this. Well, pause. Powers of X because mm-hmm. we're talking about this next. House of X two came out this week in the alternating schedule. Also written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Pepe Larraz. Colors Marty Gracia, letters Clayton Cowles, and design mm-hmm. Tom Muller. Um, yeah, House of X is much I, more readable. Let's say it is that, even though it is also has a in absolute. It is this. I described this to Matt when I recorded with Matt Ham. I when mm-hmm. when I recorded with him this week, I said you need to go read House of X too because it changes the entire history of the X Men, sort of. Well, the entire history of the X-Men has been changed a hundred billion times. It has. And is, is a, a big slop house mess. This, this, this is a little, this is Jonathan Hickman, like, like getting a bunch of Tupperware containers and going into that slop house mm-hmm. and like putting everything in, in the big bins and like yes. stacking them, basically. Because... And spoiler alert, I will say this for this comic book, because it certainly is, hey, if you haven't read these books, skip ahead. Uh, one, Myra McTaggart is a mutant, and two, she's, her power is reincarnation, where she retains all her memories and knowledge from life to life, and it seems that most of her lives are, like, different versions of the X-Men that we've seen prior. And some of her lives, we don't know exactly what happened. Like, Six, I don't know if you noticed this, Eric. Six is absent 
we don't see the number her sixth life at all in this book. It's not in the timeline at the back. It's not mentioned at all what happened in yeah. that sixth timeline. There's already a yeah, lot of it, fan- it, it does it does just kind of brush past that that was definitely lost to me. We also don't know what happens at the end of the apocalypse timeline. It just says it's an infinite war, and then we don't know how it ended. And then and then she had to have died because she wouldn't have a next life. She has to die for it to the her power to work. So there's there's a lot of questions left open in all of this, and but it it makes suddenly makes everything that happened in issue one make somewhat more sense because she is giving the, all this information she knows to Xavier and institute these instituting these changes. And I've read already read some crazy fan theories about what is actually happening behind all of this, but powers of X is like, it, it it feels like the insane cousin to this book because mm-hmm. powers of X is like, I, and again, I fully expect some of this stuff to make more sense as we read future books. I don't like mm-hmm. some of the stuff in powers of X is like a direct continuity from that first house of X issue. We see mystique give the USB stick to Xavier and Magneto, which is from where they stole it in house of X one. But then it jumps into the future and then jumps into the far future with characters. I mean, we Nimrod is an X-Men character that I know, you know, he's a super hunter, a super sentinel kind of in the future. But all these other characters are all made up They're This is their first appearance. And I don't know. I like powers of X, but I don't I, I think af, if you read like after you get to the end of powers of X, this first issue will go oh and there's a lot of that in all this book i i i I think that's what this is it's very much like get confused now and understand a little bit more later um i'm all on board with house of x2 i think it is amazing it made me it kind of stunned me when i read it i also like i'm we're probably not gonna read any more of this for the podcast i will continue reading it uh week to week because i am loving it but we can continue to t- it seems silly to not talk about it okay this is this is definitely like a big event in comics i mean i don't know this is this is not necessarily like when miss marvel was coming out like i i think we should at least we should at least talk about it a little bit okay i mean but there's already i mean i don't know i'm a buy on powers of x number one i'll say that right I, I I I honestly don't know where I'm at on it. I do like I read it first because chronologically it came out first and I'm like, what is this silly bullshit? And then I read House of X and I'm like, okay, things are much clearer now. I, I, I did enjoy I mean, I enjoyed the first House of X. I liked the second one. It is the kind of thing where they are just different pieces of the same narrative. I don't even know how the fuck you you can collect this because it, it, it it's like just big chunks of one another. It's weird that it's written this way to me. I I I don't know. I I imagine that it'll make a maybe. I hope that it makes more sense when we've gotten all six issues of both, mm-hmm. and I imagine it will just be collected as one big trade. 
I I hope, because that is how it would make the most sense. Uh, it's certainly supposed to be read this way, where, you know, week, one yeah. week, the other one week, alternating. Mm-hmm. Um, I am super interested in Marvin McTaggart, and it instant this one issue instantly made her amazing and really mm-hmm. and really exciting all of a sudden. She's always just that one scientist that Xavier is friends with and occasionally dated. And her kid is a psychopath. <laughs> her kid is a Oh god, is, wasn't he what was Legion. What, what's his Legion. Legion, yeah. Yeah, and I that complicates the, the things even more. Yeah. And so that's Again, now, and there's so many theories about what all this all means. I've already seen a bunch of them. It's all very, I like theory crafting this, these stories. There's already accusations of Hickman of stealing this idea of of the reincarnation bit, which feels dumb to me because there's been lots of stories that have used this. Um, I would not call any of this plagiarism at all. Uh, I I don't know. It's exciting. And it, that is the thing that is so refreshing. Yeah. When I on it's not a it's not like, oh, it's Wednesday comic books are out. Let me see what's out. It's Wednesday X-Men is here. I need to read House of X or I need to read Powers of X. There's a new issue of that. I need to read it. I don't get that feeling much anymore. There's very few books that do that to me anymore. It's usually like, oh, let's see what's available. See what what looks interesting to talk about with Eric. It's never like I want to read this because I need to know what's in the book immediately like i wake up at literally 9 a.m is when comicsology usually unlocks their books for wednesday and that's when i'm immediately sitting down and reading this book i think pepe laraz's art in this is um, is great it looks beautiful um he's even said that the way the directions that mara is looking at means something like from left to right or right to left mm-hmm. there there's meeting in there like hidden stuff and uh, I'm just, I just, I'm, I, 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 I am a buy. <laughs> I cannot just, buy this hard enough. I think just because, I think just because the characters like on screen acting means something doesn't make it all that deep. That's just no. But I mean, I feel like the way he said it was not just like, oh, it mean it means something like in the greater mystery of what is going on, not just oh in the scene, but in like. There's like hidden information. I mean, like it's mystery box the comic a little bit, and I hope that it pays off. Speaking of mystery boxes, yeah. Well, we're gonna get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a buyer? It is challenging for me. Um, less so to say House of X. That that I'm a confident buy on. Powers is tough for me, but it's like saying oh don't buy the third leg of that table you know what i'm saying like it really doesn't make sense to not read it i do think that you could just read house of x but it would be kind of stupid to do so um i think i'm just a less confident buy on it um i guess traditionally maybe it's just the thing to say is that i'm a little mushy on it okay so i guess i'm just kind of a two if we're on that spectrum. Okay. On powers. On powers. Yeah. Pox. Mm-hmm. Hawks and pox. Mm-hmm. So double buy powers of X number one, Mushmeter one combined, and House of X number two, double buy. House of X two is incredible. It is very good. It changes everything. 
It is it is very good. It is very interesting. And the way Hickman talks, he's like, oh, yeah, that was just housekeeping. Eh, the real stuff comes later. I'm like, the real stuff comes later? Mm. I mean, a lot of times people say that. And yeah, I know. The Mar- stuff marketing. that you enjoy the most. Yeah, the, the stuff that you enjoy the most. I mean, whatever. There, it, it could be all salesmanship. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> yes. Is, it, I, it, I, it, it, it doesn't matter what he says. Their, they're supposed to put their own shit over. They are. Oh, man, Eric, you've gotten... You're, you're, I've, I have created it's, a monster. It's just, it's okay. This is just perfectly normal things to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah, normal people talk like this all the time. They use the word gimmicks and putting things over and they fucking, they face fucking turns. Should. They're, they're <laughs> gimmick is, is a perfectly normal word. I don't even remember saying it. When did I say gimmick? You don't, but you're reminding me of, uh, Harrison and he, he constantly was using the word gimmick in Vegas, him and Eric. And he's, he's infected Eric. <laughs> Steinberg, <laughs> and it's happened to you. I like it, man. It's just they're they're really useful words. Is the thing like I just the, all right? Like I, th- I hope Magneto doesn't do the job later. <laughs> I'm gonna you see that's different. That's being obnoxious. Oh, I see. When I do it, all right. It's not about you, you dumb fuck. See, so, yeah, Ev- Eric. Everything's about me. Come on. So my mama told me. Uh, that's it for fl- floppies this week. We'll have more next time. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for checking in. Come on. Okay. Checking in is the bar show. Eric and I talk about what we've been up to the past couple weeks and make you know art and movies and music and video games and stuff we've had fun with or things we don't like if we are feeling particularly vicious. Sometimes you gotta be mean about shit. Sometimes you just, you know, when you get that hate seed inside of you, you gotta let it grow. Uh, what's up, Eric? Um, they they dropped the third season of Glow. How is that? I liked it a lot. Did you watch the other two seasons? Nope, I don't watch anything. That is bullshit. Um, I watch wrestling, and I watch things that I have, I'm legally obligated to watch because I'm podcasting about them. Glow is really good. I I wonder if you would even like it, um, because I remember specifically you said you did not like Orange Is the New Black, and it to an extent feels like kind of that show. Um, I think that it is better than than Orange Is the New Black kind of went off the rails and I think got kind of bad. It was the same thing with um, uh, Weeds. I think her name is Jinji Kohan. It sounds, it's a very unusual name to my ears, but she was like a, uh, a, a, the series creator of both of those and wrote for it. And I kind of, I never liked the way that she kind of directs things after a couple of seasons. Everything just gets kind of weird and hug boxy and I don't care for it. But Glow was kind of like her production and it was hands off and someone else was doing it and i think season three has a lot of good stuff to it it's it's very good um the the first two seasons they're doing their their show on their local cable access and the third season they start doing a stage show in vegas and it's about them being 80s guys in vegas and it's it's fun I don't know. The characters are interesting and it's it goes a lot of strange places and it has not yet become unbearable. I I wonder how many more seasons they have 
um, until it gets, I don't know. It's it's hard to explain these other things, but they they those other shows definitely went off the rails, and I could not enjoy them anymore. Mark Maron is amazing in it; he's really great. But I mean, the whole cast in general is very very strong. Did he lock the gates? The fuck does that mean? It's a thing that he ends every single podcast with. It's a quote from uh, Cameron Crowe movie, the the rock star movie, the. Uh, what the hell is it I called? I don't know what you're talking about. It has Kate Hudson in it, and uh, I can't remember the goddamn name of the movie. I I feel like you're making this up. I don't know. Mark Maron's in it. He has a small part. Uh, back before he was podcast famous. Mm-hmm. Um, almost famous. The movie's about like. Late, uh, Cameron Crowe is basically own experience writing for Rolling Stone and falling around a, he falls around a rock band they, in this movie it's a fictional rock band and Mark Maron plays some agent or something that screams shut the gates or lock the gates or something and he plays it at the end of uh, this is way too much explanation for something that's not that funny to begin with okay Mark Maron's good actor as in this role he, is, he, he really is a surprisingly good actor I I'm this is the part, the problem where, like, now that it's three seasons, I'm kind of intimidated and I don't want to even start because it's just so long. Do do whatever the fuck you want. It's fine. Like, I don't think you're going to miss I, out on that much of the cultural conversation there's just, around, I, glow, uh, around glow. It is, <laughs> it is very good. Um, Allison Bree's tremendous in it, but she's... The whole cast is very very strong and i do think i don't know i they, they've done a lot of stuff that has really surprised me and very little of it has disappointed me so far um but there's there's an awful lot of good there are a couple of small things that i would talk about that i don't like but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil anything in it you should just watch it Okay. Um, the Royal You. Right. You do not have to watch it. If I you, understand. I need to watch Neon Genesis in Vangelion. I would also say that people shouldn't watch that. But you told me to watch that so we could podcast I about want it. Us to, I do want us to talk about it, but there's been... It is a... Th- like, the world will not hurt if we never record a podcast <laughs> on it, because there, there has been probably more discussion about that bullshit anime than a lot anything of good, a lot in of existence. Good, a lot of good shows. Yeah, and I, I I was really itching to spit bile at it when it first came on Netflix, and then like I couldn't bring myself to watch all 20-something episodes. And I mean, and there's like three fucking movies or some shit after, and I, I myself, I've given up. I, I do not have enough hate to watch the rest of it. There's even, I mean, there's there's several good episodes and there's some value to it, but uh, I don't need it. I did, I did, I did play a video game since. Uh, oh, a video? You you, 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 you haven't since you don't do anything but work. I, uh, I, I had to pull up the slack and play a video game. Uh, what video game is that? It is a video game my brother bought me. It was already old when he got it for me. Uh, but it is Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't know how people are pronouncing that. 
Uh, but it does either, have a big it does have a big Z at the end of the word fighter. Fighter Z, I think, is everyone does exactly what you just did, where they go, I don't know yes. how to say this. Well, it is a it is an, an incredibly stupid name. It is a very fucking good game. Um, it it plays a lot. Like, are you familiar with any of the Guilty Gear series? Have you played any of them? Nope. I have played. I mean, I I played the first one, which was on the goddamn PlayStation. Um, I was way into it when it first came out and played on the fucking Dreamcast. And there's been several installations lately. I have not played most of the newer ones, um, but it is a very excellent fighting game that has really interesting and varied character designs. Uh, Arc System Works uh, is one of the creators of Dragon Ball Fighter Z, um, as well as, as these other uh, Blaze Blue as well. Have you heard of Blaze Blue? Yes, I mean I've heard of a lot of these games. This is a play of them, but it's it's a similar kind of thing that it's it's very fast uh, action, like chain combo systems. Um, but this is obviously it's done in the Dragon Ball universe. Um, Android Twenty One, I found out which I had seen plenty of fan art of. I assumed she was in uh, an anime or an OVA or something like that, the same way that Lord Beerus was, who was a newer Dragon Ball character who was introduced. Um, but this takes place after Dragon Ball Super. Dragon or, uh, Android 21 was created for this game. The whole voice cast is in the game. There's all kinds of... Like the, the, the original Japanese voice cast... I believe that there aren't any of them that are dead now, but they've been doing this fucking these characters for 30 goddamn years. Um, but it's just like the 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 love of Dragon Ball. It just really runs deep in it. Dragon Ball is a thing that is really stupid, you know, like it, I I can't defend it on an intellectual level, but they definitely worked really hard. Like the game is insanely beautiful. It plays really fun. It lo it looks like the best fastest paced episodes of the anime. Like it looks that good. And it is a, you know, it is a cell shaded 3d animated game. Like the, the characters are so, I mean, they've been working on, <laughs> Akira Toriyama style cell shading very hard for many many years and like this game has just wildly perfected it and the the fighting game the the, the system the fighting is really good too I think a, some people kind of I've heard you know like going to uh, CEO and stuff that some people kind of sneer at it you know like some fighting game purists but people also like sneer at smash brothers and stuff i think it's all dumb but this it, it's it's a hell of a lot of fun to play and it's really great to hear like the voices of like goku and vegeta and piccolo and like fucking fucking krillin like the the voice actor for krillin is the the fucking like she's 
also in One Piece. She's the fucking lead character of what used to be the biggest anime on Earth. I don't know if it is or not anymore. Mm, it's I don't know. wild. It's a, good, it's a good question. It's still very wildly popular. Right. I was. But I don't I, know. I, I don't say, know if it's quite where it was. Like, I think my hero six or eight years ago. My Hero Academia might have taken. I'm sure that this, but certainly in the United States, I don't know about in worldwide. Yeah, in, in yeah, I don't know about. Well, I was going to say I don't know about it in Japan because that's that's the only that's what they give a shit about. Yeah, I know. Um, but I I just I I say that only because the amount of merch and merch you see from of you know of anime in general bleeding around in cons and in mm-hmm. it's all you know it's it seemed to move into My Hero Academia. It's Basically. it's definitely it's on a hot streak now. I do think that people still talk about and love One Piece, but I feel like kind of the popular idea that no one is really talking about the last couple of arcs. It does seem like it does seem like the arcs just after like Water Seven and Impel Down and stuff like that. It seems like in in a lot of people's minds that's where it's kind of stopped. Um, what you got going on, Bob? I I'm revising a book. Very exciting. I know it is. Staring at sentences all day. Did, did, did you did you type words and then erase those words? Yes. And then type other words angrily and then erase them as well and then put the yeah. original words back because I'm like, yeah, hey, that's just as good. I'm an idiot. Uh, that's basically what my thought process is the entire time I'm revising anything. It's like, I'm an idiot. You you really shouldn't say that stuff. That's how you get depressed. Nah, I mean, it's just the process of, of the process of being depressed. Nah, I'm not depressed. I'm, it's frustrating. I'm frustrated. Sure. I'm not depressed. Sure, sure. Uh, I bet that's not a very exciting thing to talk about. I've been watching the G1, but that's also, I don't want to, we shouldn't spoil that. That literally happened yesterday, so. It, it is, uh, right. Well, I mean, when this is real, but I mean, God, when this, when this comes out, it'll be over. It will, <laughs> which is another, we don't really know what happened. So we're, I'll just, I'll, yeah. it's, it's, we know, the wrestling is we know good. Who's in the, we know who's in the final, mm-hmm. but we don't know who wins. No. I mean, I. I, I have a strong I, suspicion, I, I but who a, knows? Gato is just like, fuck you, I'll do what I want. Yeah, like, I think that it's 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 a swerve. Um, mm-hmm. It could always be. So I'll talk about uh, Super Mario Maker 2, uh, which came out not too long ago, like a month and a half ago total, but mm-hmm. I've been playing I was, it. I, was, I saw you play it. Mm-hmm. I've still been playing it. It's a very good video game. Eric, why don't you have Super Mario Maker 2 yet? Mm -hmm. You should get that video game so I can make you levels. I have to pay for my studio space and a bunch of fucking... And and, and a new car and goddamn shit's been a disaster for weeks. Oh my god. That sounds like excuses to me. I would say that Mario Maker 2 is way more important than your living or your art. I mean... I think I need to. I need to. I need to stay alive to, in order to play video games. That is a prerequisite, bud. Mario Maker Two is great. I love Mario Maker One on the Wii U. Unfortunately, only seven people on Earth had a Wii U, so not many people played Mario Maker. Mario Maker Two is getting doing really well. I'm I'm glad about that. It's selling very well. It's very, still very popular, and it's fun making levels. Um, 
I'm finding myself <laughs> probably something to do with all the work I'm doing is that by the time I start playing Mario Maker, I am too tired to want to do any more creative things. So I, <laughs> I get halfway through level. I'm like, oh, I'll finish it later. And then I just go find levels and play them, which is also really fun because people are making just insane things. I don't know if you saw this, Eric. Someone made a first-person shooter, basically, out of Mario. I I just uh, am stunned by the cleverness of people in large groups. And and it, and it's just it like it's obviously it's a very simple version of a first-person shooter. It's a very simplistic. It's a very old retro style, like a first-person shooter before Wolfenstein. You know, it didn't it's where you would literally like. You would have just the whatever you see, like not even a moving first person. You just see a first person portrait in the left left upper corner of the screen, and on the and then you see on the right just like a decision of like, do I go up? Do I go back? Do I go left? Do I go right? And that is like what they make. And there's just I just you know I just play through all these popular levels, new levels. I just and they still need there's still improvements that could be done. Uh, I, they need more tags. They need different ways to categorize levels because they have like four, and you need more than that. There needs to be more depth to their categorization system. Of course, they're for oddly afraid because they're Nintendo and they don't want to make things too complicated. Um, but they need something that's they need more than what they have. But still, the amount of levels are out there, and it's just really inventive stuff. Hard levels, fun, simple levels that are easy to win, but. Uh, you know, that are like one level I played last night where you are underneath the, you are underneath the screen. You don't even see Mario. You're basically just hitting buttons so that a Goomba can go on a little adventure. So, and it's fun. And it's not, there's no, I don't think you can lose, honestly. I mean, you could just give up if you can't beat the level, but you can't really die. The Goomba can't die. So you just, you know, try and get this Goomba to the end of the stage. There's really hard levels. There's really, like, some of which that are, I could try for a thousand years and never beat them. They require, like, feats of platforming skill that I just do not have. But it's really great that they're out there and I can watch people play them and play a bunch, a bunch. It's like an infinite amount of Mario levels. That is indeed the draw of it. And if you really want to, you can make your own levels and have fun or just, you know, have say, hey, make a level for a friend and say, hey, play this. This is a dumb thing I made. It's it's like a direct it's like making a weird making art in a weird way. And it's and it's just it's just joyful. Playing it is joyful and sometimes incredibly frustrating when people make hard levels and you die a thousand times at midnight and you're very tired and you just want to beat the level. Uh, I'm, but it's a great, if you have a Switch, you get Mario Maker. It's, it's so much fun. Um, I've been tempted to get the new Fire Emblem game, but I've held off mainly because I'm worried it might devour my entire life. And you, you, you need to write words and then delete them and write different words and then undo that. Yeah. And then I, and, and then outline the next book and write it and then sell this and book. And then write words and then delete those. Yeah. D- yeah. Just the cycle, you know, the cycle yeah. continues. Um, it's like reincarnation. It is. I'm living House of X number two. I am Mar- Myra McTaggart. We are all Myra McTaggart. Mm-hmm. I got nothing else though. You ready to talk about why the last man? 
Uh, sure. Okay, good to know. That's I. That's the positivity I'm looking for, Eric. It is I mean, time. I'm, I am. I am nothing if not bubbling with uh, positivity. PMA. That's what I always think about you. Mm-hmm. We can move on to our final segment. It's time for Nerd Book Club. Nerd Book Club is the far show. Eric and I will assign assign a uh, a book like in a book club but it is a comic book and we'll discuss it in depth it is the <laughs> i am losing my personality the book this week is why the last man volume six through ten by brian k von piagera with additional art by goran suzuka in a couple different smaller arcs if i had a pick i'm i'm this this frustrated me eric okay this 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 last these last trades frustrated me. I can see it. And not all at once, and not at any one moment did I think it was the sum total of it, but in total, I would say I was frustrated. <laughs> By many choices. A variety of choices added up to total frustration. <laughs> and some disappointment as well, I think. Uh, mostly, I I I want to. I would say I would meter out my disappointment because I think it that's not directly responsible. Like the book itself is not directly responsible for that. That's me uh, having expect certain expectations. But I am certainly. I can say I am frustrated by what a lot of this book does in the latter half. Um, what do you give me your your what's your bullet point thoughts? I mean, I can't necessarily disagree with you. It is a lot of stuff that if if this story had a thesis that was you know of the first part, like the second part is just I don't know. All I can take a uh, take away from it is the thesis is that it's just like misanthropic that it just thinks that people are terrible in general, and that's about it. Um. I don't know I, even know if I got that even. <laughs> I, I, I know. It is it's a lot of shit and kinda in in writ large, kinda looking at it at the macro level, it is it, it is the weakest. Like I I'm surprised that I've I have not read this before now. Mm-hmm. Um and I think a lot of people maybe haven't finished it also. Like it's a it is a kind of a lot of commitment to go through this many comic books um but yeah it's it's it is weird it's a lot of stuff but like i don't know the reveals weren't weren't really that that worth it like i i to fake us out twice that this three times that it's some kind of magic like god did it plague and then like kind of sneak it in there that it's it was a weapon that they were trying to use on china um i mean and and that is not even it's not ever confirmed that's just it's the most it's the most reasonable yes when they snuck that past us i'm just like oh yeah that's that is the thing that makes the most sense and it's not even like i don't know it's not even a good mystery for it to be for it not to be clearly stated 
you know, mm-hmm. kind of at, at the end of the story, like it doesn't certainly in 2019, it kind of doesn't like if you were going to write this story now, I think it would be very different. Um, I think it would kind of have to be. Uh, and and I don't even know that this delivered on the 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 checks that it was trying to cash with the first half. I don't know that it delivered on on even that. Much less like how does the second half look in you know to a modern reader? Um, I don't know. It's it's weird and it's complicated and it's a mess and. Like I, I, I kind of like, I don't really like, like this is, this is, this reads exactly like lost to me. I, yep. I was, we were joking about that last time. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, as we, as I was, it was, it was wrapping up. I went, this feels like lost. It feels like a, a mystery box hastily opened and explained away. Yes. And um I don't that's not that's bad. Well I mean this was this was probably cuz this was like towards the end it was like 2006ish um and that was probably kind of during the the heyday of of Lost. I'm trying to think when it fucking ended. But I, I mean when I say the heyday I mean like when he was on the show and I hope that I mean whatever this bullshit is he got out of his system. Um, the last trade came out in 2008. Yeah, but there's there's ads in what we have from 2006. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean the last the latter half is from like the la- those last you know three years. It's from like there's two- even there's an ad for a fucking car in here. The MSRP is thirteen thousand dollars. I mean, and I'm like, God Almighty! You can buy a car for that is so cheap. You can buy a car for thirteen grand now. It's just not. Yeah, like no, I just good. did, but it's fucking like six years old. I mean, you get a new car for thirteen thousand dollars. It's just not a good car. It's like a you can get like a. I think the lowest Kia is near that in that ballpark. Um, yeah, the ads are. Oh boy, um, I. I thought that first half, I think, was really strong. There's a lot of strength in it, yes. Because, and I think largely it's strong, because it is centered around those three characters. We, mm-hmm. the, it becomes that those three characters. York, 355, and Allison. And Ampersand's there, too. I don't consider Ampersand a character. He is a monkey. Um, he really doesn't really add a lot to the conversation. No. But Ampersand's there, and obviously he has connections to York, and York cares about him. So it's it's I mean, he's a pet. It, it's interesting. The, this jumped. How many characters are added over the mm-hmm. last twenty issues? And I'm at a certain point, I can't keep everything. And I don't know why people are people are moving around. There's we start we get to the point where there's multiple groups of people that are set up in you know there's york and 355 and allison and rose yeah rose with the eye patch and then we also have beth and we also have the group and we have hero and heroes with the astro the 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 astronaut the russian and the 
the ch- child from the astronaut, and then we they're joined by the the girl that was in the church that has York's kid. And it's also named Beth because God we no not Beth but uh, uh the other woman's name I forget can't remember her name. And she was Beth. She was Beth. Okay, then what's she was Beth, and I think she also named her daughter Beth. Yeah, that's the I'm I, that's the and this is the thing like and then that's before that is before we find out that Allison's dad lived and has multiple young clones of her. And her mother is also alive and there and central these and they're all central to the plot. When it was here, this is what I was I was I laughed before we started recording and you're like, what the hell are you laughing about? This is what I'm laughing at because I was I would it just came back to me of like my reaction when they revealed her dad was alive. Mm -hmm. And I just went, I rolled my eyes and I fell over. (laughs) I was reading on my couch. I literally I rolled my eyes put down the tablet and i fell over because why well the the fucking cure had to come from somewhere it's not just a miracle it 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 i mean it makes some sense that i mean yeah he was invented kind of whole cloth in this section he was barely even an afterthought before but like for it to just be like random chance I, I, I don't know. Like, why would he even been been making, like, a fucking, like, dookie antibody anyway with that monkey? It had to come from somewhere, but, like, kind of, even looking at it that way, I don't know. I, I, I get your frustration, but d- d- the whole thing is fucking, a lot of it breaks down. A lot of it is really weird choices at this point, and I don't know that that's... That's not my my biggest gripe. Uh, well, I I don't know if it's my biggest gripe. It is a gripe. I think you know, I fridging. Well, uh, yeah, I was uh, gonna say three five five is the the real the, I, the the real grotesque thing. I think it's not even. I mean, it's certainly the biggest part of that. It is everything that happens after they meet up with everyone in France, where everyone get, after everyone gets to France to the end of the modern day section mm-hmm. and then finding out the future part everything told to us in retrospect about all the stuff that happened and yeah those last issues can fucking suck a duck <laughs> because they 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 meet and it's just people are it, it's just i don't i i don't understand how why on earth like why would you do this these things in this order of operation where Mm -hmm. you have them which it starts with a trope that i absolutely despise and i that i hate in all forms of art where they both get to the place where they're supposed to meet and then they just walk past each other you know they're like a hundred feet away from each other and they don't just they don't see each other and we that's two, two issues of them not seeing of York not seeing Beth before they finally are reunited and it just that drives me up the wall whenever that happens in anything where people are looking for each other and then they just barely miss each other and like it's always like oh it's fate and serendipity just happenstance they missed <sighs> that's not deep 
that's not that means nothing um what what's this what what is happening in the space between them doing that that means anything and ultimately it means nothing because york does meet up with her they have sex and then just both of them act like are they human like they act like plot robots yeah why on earth it's been five years and also the time jumps i really disorienting um but that's my i think that's a minor problem but it ultimately starts when you're like it's been five years how i it hasn't felt like five years uh but it's i mean it's been five years in our time but that doesn't mean anything um but they get why on earth would beth would ever why would she ever tell him that she was planning mm-hmm. to break up with him no one on earth would ever give it she would keep that secret to her grave mm-hmm. no one on earth would when they clearly she loves him and is happy to see him again and she agrees to marry him there is no way n- there's nothing you could say would to tell me that would make me justify her telling him that it's really bad it's really, 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 really bad. It's the dumb. It's just the case of the dumbs. Mm. This is this is it's the, the everything from around that point towards the ending. This mm. is it's the fucking it's the bad ending of Clerks. <laughs> <laughs> they spe- but it's specifically like that is specific like. Clerks was smart enough to understand. No, we can't. We shouldn't have the bad ending. We shouldn't yeah. do the. We should not do that. And I feel like you can get away with some of the stuff, but all of it all at once. And so, mm-hmm. because she's an idiot and tells him that, he also does the stupid thing and immediately leaves the woman that he's been looking for for five years. Yeah, which is also incredibly stupid. And then you know when you when you find Moby Dick, you don't break up with her. Goes back to three five five, and, and then she's, she's immediately, immediately shot, fucking shot in the head. It, is the does the Israeli woman is she the one that shoots her? Yes, yes. It's and the, like her whole motivation is she wants a man to kill her. What is that? Is that really like she's like, oh, I'm a fucking warrior. I don't want some girl to kill me. Yeah, 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 right here. After everything I've been through, everything I sacrificed, I have a right to die in the battle and not at the hands of of some girl. What the actual fuck is that? I don't know. It has to be you. God damn it. Fucking fight me. (laughs) Why won't you act like what you are? Why? No, she wants a fucking man to kill her. What the actual fucking dog shit is that? <laughs> what is happening? Like, like she fucking kills three five five with a fucking sniper rifle to to try and woman in the refrigerator like Yorick. So his righteous indignation, he'll he'll rise up and I'm the last man. I'm mighty. I will subjugate you, you women. Like it's like what the, what the what the what what the fuck Brian K. Vaughn, what is what is this retarded and, shit? And like and 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 thank thank God Almighty, oh. God all God all fucking mighty, what a what, mm. it's 
she is that an alter that Israeli yeah. Israeli commando Israeli soldier. She and it's the, and it's the same problem I have with Allison's dad, where they become like dick dastardly all of a sudden with insane motivation like they're not people they're just in they're like mad one he's a mad scientist trope like it doesn't like this story has had lots of crazy stuff happen but it's never felt like i'm not reading something that could happen theoretically when you get to the point where yeah i cloned eight versions of my child and they're just around and now i'm gonna I'm going to also kill York and myself because I believe men shouldn't exist because I believe in some pseudoscience, even though the fact I'm obviously a brilliant scientist. Okay. And then the other pair of that altar where she's like, yeah, I'm killing three, five, five so that a man can kill me. Mm -hmm. What? Mm -hmm. And if that had any, like, I could theoretically, like, see that as a dig at, you know, uh, built-in mas toxic yeah. masculinity and ideas of feminism and et cetera, et cetera, but it just comes out of nowhere. And I did, I, three, and, and York's own attempt, like, own thoughts of suicide, I never really liked that much to begin with. And the fact that he, and it, it got erased because he had, like, weird psychosexual therapy with uh 7-Eleven. I never I you even it's, the last it's, episode it's set it's seven one one. Sorry. I apologize. I'm sorry, sure. Brian K. Vaughn. That I yes I am I am Brian K. Vaughn. <laughs> Why did I write this garbage? <laughs> and and I don't know what you I don't know it, what kind of reaction you expect when you murder a character that out of nowhere Right when they're about to have happiness. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's just, it doesn't feel like, oh, that, like, a, it doesn't feel like a stomach punch. It makes me just want to stop reading the comic book. I think, I think, like, it really speaks to, to this era that we weren't satisfied with um, characters having happy stories. You know, like, we thought it was it was deep or something, you know, to where it ends in tragedy every single fucking time. Um, I, I, and it seems so jarring and stupid and it makes the fucking narrative seem janky and lopsided because it doesn't like it, it, I don't know. It makes more sense for this to really trend towards some kind of rebuilding. I mean, the fucking Walking Dead at least got that right, you know, that they they got to a point and they rebuilt a civilization and it ends with a, a dad hugging his daughter. As much as I hate that garbage, that's a much better landing than this. And I I, I will say, Eric, this I reading the Wikipedia for why uh, it is assumed that none of the explanations for the plague or the or the deaths are is ever actually we're not supposed to know if any of them are right. And that, I mean, that's that's fine. I, that I don't have a problem with. I mean, I have a problem with that, that it is an empty mystery box that, and Brian came on, we never said we would explain. I'm like, that is, like, that. that is what reminds me of Lost. Mm -hmm. Where, like, 
maybe you didn't, like, yeah, I don't expect you to just stare at the camera and tell me that I'm supposed to know what the hell the smoke monster is, or why the fuck there are polar bears, or a giant statue with four toes on it. But when you show me anything, anything you put in your art, it needs to be there for a reason. Yeah. And the if you have all these people, there's so many characters in this that are constantly wondering, well, what actually happened? Why did all the dudes die? Et cetera, et cetera. And it's central to the plot about Yorick living. Yorick is the last man. It's the goddamn name of the comic book. It turns out not to be the last man, but whatever. I mean, he is the last man for a bit because, the, you know, dad dies. But you have an ob- – if you present that as such a, a big thing, you have an obligation to explain it or make it thematically important about why we don't know. Why does it if, – if it is thematically important about, oh, the audience can never know, they decide, and that ultimately – I am – I am I think I've said this on this podcast but I am so I am done with you decide any anything that is like oh no you decide what matters you the audience decides what actually happened no that's that's lazy plotting that's when oh I didn't do m- the work necessary to actually make I didn't make any choices because I didn't want to actually have to do that work I wanted to be able to present a many options and not have to actually lay down groundwork that makes any sense. So it's a, it could be an amulet, or it could be some weird science about, oh yeah, all the humans on Earth suddenly decided that men are unnecessary anymore, so we all died. Or it could have been a, just a, a bioweapon dropped by the American government. I think it's there, there are things that do it better. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that's a thing that can't happen. You can't, you can leave something fundamentally mysterious you know but i i don't know (sighs) if i if if i feel frustrated at the end there's a lot in here to frustrate you yes that and then i i why why is there so much time spent on a ship with on the i i just don't care there's so much things that happened in this. Where I just I don't care about why are we arguing about heroines? Why why is why is this about a in the drug trade in the post apocalypse? What is going on? What does that have to do with Yorick? He's on the boat. And we meet Rose. She's fine. She's got an eye patch. She has an eye patch. She's a lesbian. Those are her. She's a spy. Mm-hmm. That's a multi class for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and three five five is a lesbian until she's not, and sexuality is a spectrum. I know. I just it's just is it feels, but it feels like when it is like the thing that like it becomes a very central plot point for an issue, and then immediately nope, nothing doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, this was this was a I think he learned a lot of important lessons here. Like I think. It just. And I, and I think it's. And it, it could be vertigo and like whatever. I I I don't know. Like I when I think about when I think about runaways and everything after runaways because towards the end of this he would have started writing runaways, um, and then Joss Whedon would 
like put a big brick wall at the end of it and it would you know never continue until <laughs> Rainbow Rowell picked it back up. Um I mean Saga I Saga is, is so much more concise and neat. He's learned everything since everything from from runaways on he's learned a lot of lessons like this is surprisingly bad from someone who certainly at one point was like the best comic writer on earth you know like when saga was like at the hottest of of white hot heat like he was he was up there amongst all the stars and this is shockingly bad and it's just like and there's time jumps back and forth over and over like six months ago 13 years ago 26 mm-hmm. and then and, and i'm like and and location jumps at the same time where um i'm like well now we're in australia now we're in france now we're in japan now we're and and, and now we're I in just, kansas and i'm like well what's who i i'm just gonna i i am just gonna blame lost just over and over because like it really just feels like that bad narrative and a lot of arrows that point to fucking nothing. And you know, I, okay, let's start. I want let's talk about the the actual end, Eric, where we jump to the far future. Yeah, whatever that's all about. Even though it's the, God, it's the exact same fucking thing that like it's exactly what motherfucking uh, Walking Dead did. Yes, and. We jump to the far future, where after York and Beth, they, York storms out, goes, declares his love to 355. She's murdered in front of him, and dest- and he's obviously heartbroken and destroyed by this, and yet he and he doesn't kill Alter. He just gives her back to the Israelis, and they walk away. Then, in the future, we find out, no, he did marry Beth, and they their daughter is the president of France! What? And now, and Hero and the other Beth are also lovers now, I think. And now there's cl- and now there's a bunch of York clones, and York is old and in an in a sane asylum because he made a joke about a suicide attempt or something. What is why? Why is any? What does this mean? And then he escapes at the end. What is? What does that have? To, what is this telling me, Eric? Mm-hmm. That what? How does this? What does this mean in relation to the fifty-nine issues that came before it? That humanity has pieced itself back together. And there's men again. Some of there's a bunch of Yorks, and we're getting other dudes now. Eventually, um, and now Yorks in an insane asylum. But not he's not actually crazy. He's just there because he made a joke, and he's eighty-five years old, and he escapes, and he's a bunch of monkeys. What? It feels like a like a dream. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of it's a lot of shit that just I don't know. I have no idea what to think about it. It's at least painted in the colors of what Yorick was because he you know he escapes things. He wore a straight jacket. He had a monkey. I I don't know, but yeah, it is. It it is a it is fucking pointing at nothing. I do I it's it just makes I, I think about it and like well okay it is 
he's 27 in that last, you know, at the end of the the story in the present day. So he's now 85, 58 years later. And we get, you know, we get these flash, these intermittent flashbacks of him wandering the earth as, as he's aging. And he never settles down. And eventually Ampersand dies. And now he has a bunch of monkeys. Why? What is as is the leg? Is this supposed to tell me that the legacy of being the last man is as being some as a title that he literally can't escape from? So it's, but he ju- it not. It's not like he's been in, an, in, in been institutionalized for decades. They say it happened a year ago because he attempted suicide as a joke, or it was a joke looking like attempted suicide. Or did he actually attempt suicide? And that's they're lying to us. This vague bullshit. I'm tired of it. Well, I mean, mm. it doesn't mean anything. Lost is bad. <laughs> when you compare something to Lost, that means it's fucking bad. I mean, I, I will say, Lost did good. A lot of good things in its run. It did a lot of good character study. At times, and then it just like lost all that goodwill because it did a lot of vague bullshit. Um, I think this is the same. Ultimately, yeah, absolutely. I really regret. I really regret reading the second half of that, but it's good to know that someone that it seemed like he would press the right key every single time and has made some of the best art that I've certainly ever read could write something this bad and this flawed like the 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 ending of this is as clunky and wrong as anything that i've ever read that even to the point that i don't know this is this is a a textbook way of how to ruin your story and i and honestly like i don't know even reading the first part of of why the last man like do i really care about this premise so much that it's so big and important. This is, this is, I think like really remembered as such an important comic for the impact that it had at the time. I think that this is a, this, this, this is not a work of fiction that should be influencing creators for decades to come. I think that this is easily the worst example of Brian K. Vaughn's work. It doesn't even, it doesn't even read like him. Like when we read Transmetropolitan, the the first couple of issues felt like a, you know, he was pretending to be Garth Ennis. And then by the end, it's like, okay, here's Warren Ellis come to change the tone of this book. This is, this, this, this starts off and just, God almighty, it's a nosedive. I just, I don't know, no one's asking to, like, I I don't, I, I, I wasn't asking for every character we met along the way to mean something mm. at the end. Like, literally, he brings back, ev- he brings the model that they steal a ve- vehicle from in the first issue. Like, and we get a whole issue about her. And I, yeah. I don't care. I think it can be good to to revisit and people the world, but I agree with you. Who the fuck cares? 
no one cares because he's not made us care. Like I, I, this, this story would have been absolutely better staying focused on those three characters. But I mean, maybe, maybe like we talked about the inspiration this had from preacher Mm -hmm. and I guess all this shit is his attempt to differentiate his story from preacher because preacher was about those three people doing their thing. It Mm -hmm. was their, it was their story the whole way through and it stayed tight and it, it, it lost its way a couple of times, but ultimately worked, you know, wasn't the, wasn't maybe as strong an ending as it could be. Um, but like, I don't know, maybe this was his attempt to really step away from that. And he's like, well, I don't have to just write about three people. I can people this whole world and here's all this stuff. And it's this, this rich, all female character cast. And I don't know. There's some, there's some good stuff. Like, like I, I liked, um, all the characters kind of hovering around hero. I liked the crazy Russian woman that couldn't talk and, you know, I, 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 I enjoyed it, but it's ultimately, I, I think that this, it's not even biting off more than it can chew. It just keeps stuffing shit in there and it ends up with a big mouth of shit. And it's just, it's, it, it, it is, it's just a bunch of shit. Look over there, look over there, look over there, look over there. And we never see what's over there. We're just looking at a whole bunch of different shit that is not explained, becomes meaningless. God almighty, the fucking, the Israeli, the way that that, that storyline ends. No fucking person. Like, just, blah. It, what, it, what fucking is this? I, I don't, I don't, and we don't get any, like, we get, like, it seems like there's lots of attempts at the end to, like, try and give these characters substance. I think it's largely the problem, is that there are, Suddenly, oh, we have these flashback issues to uh, Allison's childhood, where we suddenly see the struggles with her parents and their marital strife, and her father is a scumbag, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, for whatever reasons. And then we get this mistress character who is dead <laughs> before we even go back. Like, it just inexplicable why these things are presented the way they are. And then we see Alter's character of, like, she wanting to, I are we told? It, I, I was so confused with all the scenes with her. Yeah, I I had no I had I was so confused about what was happening. Why yeah. I didn't ever understand why she was doing. Like we get revealed at the end that she's getting like she we see her at one time like quietly put a gun up to her head and say not today, uh to her dead sister and we learn early on her sister is killed by i forget because we then learn her sister was killed by their own israelis who ran her over accidentally and so she's upset because why is what is happening what why is this so complicated why is all of this why are these people's motivations so complicated why can't it be simple like that's the beauty of Yorick. Yorick just wants to get back to his girlfriend. It's the beauty of three five five. She wants to protect Yorick. The beauty mm-hmm. of Allison. She wants to repopulate the earth. 
They all have very simple motivations that are complicated to get a, to achieve. But their motivation's not complicated. But you start – Alter wants to get killed by a man, so she wages a crusade against the one living man, even though – that really wasn't what she was – is that why she went to the Kansas and was, like, trying to take over the NASA astronauts? No. What What is happening? Why is she suddenly – why does she suddenly want to die? That's not what she wanted before. Why are they – why are they taking these ki- – the two kids that are in Kansas, why are they taking them all over the place? These are incredibly valuable ch- children. Why on earth are you just exposing them out to the world? All they talk about is how dangerous it was that York got his picture taken and put on in front of a newspaper. And now they're just – it's a boy child and they're just marching him across the planet. Keep him in a bunker. It's safe. Get people to protect it. What? Why on earth would it – after they figure everything, out – Everything has diehard brain at this point. It really does. Like yeah. why is York – going like he has these feelings about like he's like yeah i it i we it's been so long since i've seen beth how do i know i even love her anymore if it's i just love this idea of her and like that okay that's what a human thinks so that's a good start but then they just have like the first thing we see they see they embrace and they kiss and then they're fucking and then they just both are incredible idiots <laughs> and, and, you're, and, and it's just why what happened to the part where he goes why well, you know the doubts and why can't they have an intelligent conversation about any of this what anything yeah. that intelligent conversation can solve is i don't it, what, it's absolutely it's absolutely die hard brain and alter has at that point alter has multiple conversations with her her lower the her all the soldiers in, underneath her who are all saying she's act she's acting insane and none of them stop her and she's just she just multiple times of them confronting her and she's just like nope we're still doing it because i'm in charge and none of you guys are gonna stop me and they just don't i'm like well why are they continuing why are they backing her play if she was isolated by herself killing 355, that would make somewhat more sense. But she has a whole troop with her. Why are they still following her if they all think she's crazy? Couldn't they just go back to Israel and just be soldiers again? Or go anywhere? <laughs> I think uh, there are laws against not listening to your superior officer. I don't know. But they, they're don't not... look, they, don't, they don't look kindly on I that. I know, but what are they going to do? track you down in france and put you in in, go get you put you on trial for being a wall they don't have all they they talk sometimes i don't know but i mean whatever in this post-apocalypse there's no like there's a bunch of just random crap happening all the time and they're it's they're how do and they have infinite resources to just travel the earth it's so frustrating um yeah it's not very it's not a very satisfying ending and I was so I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, no, I I wanted to know where it went, and now I wish I could unknow it. I it went nowhere is where it went. Yeah, it spun yeah. its wheels for thirty issues. Yeah, with and just absolutely put in a bunch of garbage, and like I don't I don't I didn't 
I don't need to see the far. F- I don't care about the far future. <sighs> There's a, a lot of stuff that it's made me not care about. <laughs> um, I think the art is still good. <laughs> I'll try and say something nice. Yeah, I think yeah, the well, art still. It's been like an hour of us just being like, fuck. Fuck, fuck, I, fuck, I mean, fuck. I spent three hours reading 30 issues of comic books, and I mm-hmm. investing that amount of time in at this point in my life is substantial. You know, if I read Bone for eight hours in a marathon, I don't mind, because Bone's amazing. When I read this for three hours in a row, and I go, oh, actually, I spent five or six hours total reading all of this, and it's bad. And I yeah. go, hmm... Uh, I need a, I'm, and, uh, it's, it's, it is, it, it is interesting that it's bad. I don't know. It is is true. It is, it is, I was not expecting bad. (laughs) I really was not. It's kind of interesting to know what a Brian K. Vaughn flavor of bad is. And, I mean, it's just lost. That's what we've figured out. Oh, yeah, 100%. This is this is lost all over. I, I, I mean, but uh, P. Garrett and Gwarad Suzuka's art is very good. Uh, they they do a good job at, uh, at, at, at drawing it. It's just hard to talk about, you know, the quality of the art when you're just so frustrated by mm-hmm. everything happening. I mean, it, it was not relevant to us how how uh, how beautiful Sana Takeda's art was. True. I mean, we did um, talk about how that made it better than it just. Mm-hmm. Made, I think it hit, like we talked about how it hid a lot of the flaws to some. I guess to some people. Um, I I don't know. I don't read. If you haven't read this yet, don't. <laughs> I agree completely. <laughs> God, don't do this to yourself unless think, you enjoy frustration. I think if if someone if someone asks me uh, about why the last man, I would just describe Alter's motivation yes. at the end of this book. Just, I would say, just say that one. Does moment. this sound interesting to you? And they would throw up on my feet, <laughs> and I would say, "Good, don't read this book. Buy me a new pair of shoes." <laughs> You gotta, you gotta, you gotta dodge that splash, Eric. You know, it, it's, I, 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 I can just tell now that I'm gonna be that surprised. Okay, it's, it's gonna be that, like, it's gonna be violent. It's gonna happen quickly. Right, I got it. Uh, anything else you want to say about why the last man? <sighs> I never expected to read something quite this flawed from someone that I love so much. It is, it is a it is a it is a thing it is a whole thing here you know you can you, you can throw the whole thing out i wonder if ex machina is this bad we'll read it some point we we should it needs to go on the list i'd say sooner rather than later i want to i want to explore every nook and cranny of this goober's career now i've heard mixed things about ex machina i'm sure it's I bet it's bad. <laughs> I I bet it's I bad. I think it's better than this. Oh, it has to be. <laughs> it it has to be. And this is God Almighty. I think like I think if this wasn't the thing that everyone knew from Brian K. Vaughn other than Saga, thank God people know Saga over this now. 
like I would I I don't know if this was just like some thing just some middle of the road thing but no this is like oh wow why the last man great milestone in comics super important part of the canon no fucking don't don't put it next to preacher don't put it next to sandman throw it in the garbage it's it's an interesting thought experiment that just spins its wheels after like it starts off and then it gets it starts off yeah. with those three characters it's it start it like you think you're getting a point where it, it has found what it is and will stay that way until the end and we see those arcs wrap up and then the the, the book's over but no it mm-hmm. just it compounds on itself adds more and more and more and gets more complicated and tries to do more story with less time and ultimately to to find a spot where it ends characters have to have insane motivations that don't make any sense anymore Mm -hmm. and you're you fix that in before you start and that's like where this feels like it's lost where you're just like let's start these plots and then We'll figure out how to wrap them up at the end, and if nothing doesn't make sense, we'll just have characters act like insane people instead of just having normal human motivation. It's 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 like the Judas effect comes out of nowhere. Fuck! What was what was that? What was that fucking Teen Titans book? Oh, the Judas Contract. There you go. Judas effect oh, is, that, is Chris Jericho's finisher. I said the finisher for Chris Jericho. <laughs> I told you, Eric. I said I. T- I tried to warn you. You weren't. You're oh, like hush, <laughs> hush. I got one word wrong. Okay, uh, that's why the last man. Uh, we're not going to talk about it ever again until we'll probably just go. No, we'll all the future comic books that do things like this will go. Oh, it's just like why? Where it doesn't make any goddamn sense. I uh, think it's amazing that we got to the end of this, and I think I hate this as much as. Um, fucking uh the the walking dead i think i do oh good good i I mean uh, i i think honestly like i am softening i'm softening on walking dead now that it's done uh uh-huh and i am i'm hard on this (laughs) okay okay they're they're they are roughly on the same i i like walking dead way more than this i think that's fair you know because it was it it kept it concise mm-hmm, exactly this, this gets to the end and it just starts going blah, 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 blah. It's just like, what is this fucking stupid shit oh my god hi uh, hi i'm a woman i'm gonna murder another woman in cold blood so a man will kill me yeah fucking god almighty what you know this fucking... character that you followed along for 58 issues and mm. she's literally the most likable character in the comic book and she does a bunch of heroic stuff we're just gonna shoot her in the head out of nowhere ha <laughs> oh, we yeah. gotcha yeah she's easily the only likable character in this uh, okay uh we're you know what eric you know what it's gonna be a great time next in our next episode because we're gonna read a, a great comic book that you love I think the boys is more readable than this. Okay, we're gonna start. We're gonna read about uh, the boys. Just uh, the, the television show on Amazon just started. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first season, I guess, is out, uh, and it, I heard a lot of talk about it. So we're gonna we're gonna read the boys. We're gonna read the first first six trades of the boys. 
in the, the trades, trade paperbacks, which is trade roughly boys. trade boys. We're gonna it's roughly it's forty four issues of comic books total. Boys up to the issues thirty eight, and then Hero Gasm one through six, as far as Wikipedia tells me, but it's all collected under the boys banner, I believe. Uh, so the first half, and then we'll read the second half of that later, uh, unless we are so miserable that we can't imagine reading the second half. Um, but we'll let you know. <laughs> you can read along with us. I'm anxious to read the boys because I've never read it. And Eric's has has talked about it a lot in the various years of this podcast. It is a it is a baffling comic series. I love Garth Ennis. I think Garth Ennis is generally great. He is a he is very good. Um, we're gonna have some fun talking about it. Okay, I'm, for sure. I'm, I, I, I to my memory, there is a lot of good stuff in it. There's a lot of garth ennis just saying hey guys look at this gross shit <laughs> okay uh I, I can't do his accent though he's is he, he's scottish he's scottish he's he's scottish yes yeah i can't i'm not even gonna that is not within my my fucking list oh no of, it, of, I, of irish talents. northern irish excuse me oh well the uh, what's his name is um scottish so i assumed he was scottish so whatever <laughs> he's irish um, moving on moving, on. moving on we're gonna talk about the boys next time you can read along with us that'll do it for us today uh it's a lot it is a lot we are the hands boys comics hour you can find us at boys comics hour.com find links to everything there including our facebook twitter rss feed if you like the show please give it a five-star review on apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us uh leave a nice review tell your friends subscribe all those things help us find new listeners and we appreciate everyone who takes the time um, you can find me on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. You can also go to my website. It's RobbieDorman.com. Find links to everything I do, including my all my other podcasts and links to buy my books. You can buy Truth, my newest horror novel. It's about a right-wing conservative host that's haunted by a specter of truth to reveal a big mystery. You can read it for, read it for free on Kindle Unlimited. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? It's a super good question, Robbie. You can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com and see most of my other things by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram, my Twitter, and my Twitch channel, all of which I am known on as EZ Goodnight. Letter E, letter Z, goodnight. With that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll. (laughs) 